Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, back in the studio, back from Orlando. Joined by Randy Engston. What's up, buddy? I was trying to come up with a anchor man yeah. <laughs> discovered by or the Lando. Germans yeah. in 1873. <laughs> uh, what a trip, though. Huh? Speaking of anchor man, me and uh, Justin Kegley just walk around the halls doing <laughs> doing one liners. I don't know if you noticed, but that was a thousand rips right there. Ooh, the burn. Uh, some of those one off. Uh, there are so many of those personal. Yeah. Uh, inside jokes between, I mean, the whole group, you know, it just, what, can what, I have what your attention, that? please? <laughs> I have an urgent, <laughs> urgent announcement. Oh, so everybody's listening. It's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> so Anchorman, Will Ferrell, I mean, it's such a good movie, but, uh, anyways, we're back in, I just got back in town last night. You get, you got in a couple days before, and uh, it, this was the Iron Circle Orlando Winter Experience. We call mm-hmm. these experiences because it, that's truly what we try to create yeah. out of it. It's an experience for three days. Uh, typically, we get in on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and we're checking out on a Sunday. We stay together in these mansions, and we bring in amazing speakers. We drop, you know, big knowledge bombs on everybody, and, and then we discuss it, right? Like, fr- from the time, you know, everybody got on the plane, there was chatter. Oh, it's still happening. It's still happening, and <clears throat> we just wanted to kind of recap what we learned, uh, you know, some of the biggest takeaways from the Iron Circle experience, and, you know, just to let everybody know, we, you know, our speaker, our presenter, we had, it was a gentleman named Jeff Hoffman. I had uh, not, not heard of Jeff Hoffman prior to booking him after I did some research. This, this was an obvious fit for us coming into the event. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hoffman is the uh, founder and CEO of Priceline.com. Everybody's heard of that $128 billion company, self-made billionaire, started with uh, airport kiosks and uh, inventing that whole check-in process and yeah. selling selling that worldwide for hundreds of millions. Parlayed that into um, other ventures, including, you know, film and, and music industry stuff. He, you know, every time he told a story, <laughs> He would, he would be talking about somebody, yeah. right? And uh, then he would stop. He goes, well, that was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, and, you know, I had a great uh, heavyweight boxer friend of mine. And, well, that was a Vanderhoek. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know. And, uh, you know, I was on tour with this uh, musician. Well, if you're, you know, if you're, I don't know if you guys are Pitbull fans. <laughs> like, it was just mind-blowing yeah. the connections this gentleman had. And, you know, it, it, it really a lot of times when you hear name dropping like that, you kind of like, you're kind of like on guard, right? You're like, this person's eh. posturing or something or, yeah. Th- this was the opposite of that. Th- he was a truly genuine man that was, had true genuine relationships with all of these celebrities and, you know, billionaire people and 
Uh, I didn't think any of that was made up even from day one. No, not at all. <clears throat> one of the, the, just from a personal standpoint about him, mm-hmm. to, you know, to that point, I don't think I've ever met somebody who, first of all, this is on paper probably the most successful individual I've ever been around, hung you know, hung around his By net far. worth. I mean, Priceline.com, he told us, could have, could have at one point, probably still today, could have bought every airline in existence. Yep, and like, still had money and, left and, over. Yeah, exactly, and still ran, you know, what they do. But uh, just for context for you guys. But to that point, I mean, every story he had, the Rolodex was deep. They were all in that arena, but I've, it, it all came across so genuine, so real. He cares, and obviously everything that he talked about, I mean, every story he had from the the mission of their the company, how they came up with, like, their uh, employee uh, guidebook was literally nothing but, like, write down what you what, what has been great in companies in the past, what you didn't like, and they stuck all those on the wall, and that was how they operated as, a, yeah. as an entire organization. Yeah. But... Um, the the care, the compassion, the the servant driven leadership in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was it he exuded it, and every single story he shared with us, it, it was it was in alignment with that. Yeah. It was very evident. This this yeah. is a person that cares about other humans, <clears throat> big, big time, big time. So, you know. Just that alone makes you kind of wonder like, hey, are we doing things right at the companies that we're running? Yep. And everybody's kind of like looking inward and I'm glad everybody did. And they took a lot of that back and they started talking to the teams. And, you know, you know that, that was one-tenth of the story. He comes in with a piece of paper, has 10 bullet points. These are all the things I've learned in my lifetime about being successful in business, period. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that sounds like something we should know, right? Yeah. And the fact that he stood up there for you know somewhere around eight or nine hours speaking without a slide without uh taking notes on the wall you know on a, yeah. on a, on a note notepad or anything just told stories and he even like he even referred to the checklist maybe a handful of times throughout the whole you know the making two days, sure over two days just just make it yeah exactly making sure he hits you know the key points he wants us to take away it wasn't really for him it was more, or I mean, I guess it was more for just, you know, delivering the message to us, making sure we got everything that he, mm-hmm. he uh, anticipated, but it wasn't like a need, like, and that was part of, I think the genuineness yeah. of his stories is like, he lived it so well that he was just able to just go from one to the next to the next. Well, I think, I, I think there were some pretty big takeaways for me and, and th- this one <clears throat> solidified I'm I already, I already believe this for a long time for, you know, was the vehicle that you're in. If you, if you're, if it's not going to be the one that takes you to the finish line, fail fast and move on. Yep. Like why drag a, a failing business or, or a business that's not going to create the gen, you know, the big wealth exits or the things that you really want in your life you've only got one life here. So like you're spending all your time on that one gym or 10 gyms, maybe that gym isn't the reason. So like I've, I've talked about on this, like the fact that real estate can yeah. 10 X a return that, you know what I mean? For a 10th of the work, it's just wild. And so that kept swirling in my head. Like the fitness industry is amazing industry. We love it. We're here, we're doing it. We help gym owners win. But at the end of the day, it's not the vehicle for wealth. It yeah. just isn't. It just doesn't have huge margins. It has huge overheads, all these things. Uh, but then like something like uh, a software that could be worldwide and be used by all these different use cases and you know scenarios. Like the way he came up with the kiosk thing was he missed, he had, he had booked a flight to see his mentor on his last dime. He 
you know, back in the day, you would have to check in at the front desk and they would give you a boarding pass. And he sat in line for an hour and a half, missed his flight, went back home, immediately started creating the kiosk. And, and that was his reason, you know what I mean? That was his first venture, yeah. right? Yeah. The other thing was in college, you know, he, he's actually from Phoenix, which is pretty cool. We, we were talking about some of the areas. It's from Central High School. It's a very mm-hmm. poor area. And, you know, out of school, Jeff was, you know, he wanted to go to Yale. Like that was his dream, Yale or Princeton, he said. And he finally gets in to Yale, um, you know, on his grades or whatever. And then his family couldn't afford it. And so they kick him out of class. And then he's like coming coming up, a, you know, he's in the financial director's office. They're like, hey, dude, you got to go. And he notices there's a financing option. He's like, tell me about that. They sign him up for that. I have 29 more days. Yep. And then what he did was the way, the way he made his money, this is genius. He was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a developer. I'm a coder, right? I'm, I don't know how to code, but there's people here that do. Mm-hmm. He went and bid on jobs, got the jobs, and then outsourced the work to the students in the computer lab to do the job. He would get paid and pay them with pizza and beer. Yep. And he said his margins were giant. <laughs> yep. And so, like, he thinks differently about everything. And, you know, there were some of these people, uh, you know, the Iron Circle were, like, at lunch. I was like, man, how does this guy come up with these ideas? And, and, you know, my answer to them is he sees things differently. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But that just tells you, like, hey, there's opportunities at every corner of your day of the, your life. Like you can, you can create things like we created the semi-private pro. Yep. That's, that's another thing. <clears throat> and a lot of those were solutions to, you know, problems or mm-hmm. processes, right? The kiosk, it was, Hey, I've experienced this. I think there's a better way. Here's how I would do it. And he implemented it. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, every airport in the entire world uses a variation, I'm sure yep. of, of his product, you know, initial product. Yep. Yep. Team was huge with him. It was very team focused. Like everything he did, he just asked the team, right? Yeah. Um, oh, and he talked about like just bringing in almost a, like literally they'd have the, those those uh, like a whiteboard session essentially, yeah. and anybody in the company that wanted to show up had the invite. That's right. You know, from literally like he used the example of the the woman at the front desk, the receptionist. He's like, I want to be in on. I this. want to be. I got some ideas. Let me throw those in the mix. And it's like, whoa, ho. You know, a traditional corporate company would be like, nah, hey, stay in your lane. This isn't for you. Like, That's right. They protect the, you know, the executives and the board members. And and he's that was the opposite. Yeah. And um, he said that he did this once a year. And I, I, I think every gym should do this. Like, if you were to tear down your entire gym and restart from scratch, what would you do differently? Bl- blue Sky Sessions or something? Blue Sky Sessions. And that's the session that the front desk lady wanted to come yeah. in on. Yeah. And everything's on the table. Like, it doesn't matter if it, the money doesn't matter if it's like impossible. Let's put it all out there. And they, they'll, they'll pick things out of those sessions that, that they can do better. And, you know, the honest truth is that's what we did here. We, we tore this whole place down last year and a half ago now, and we recreated it from scratch with our flow, with our new equipment, the way we wanted to do business. And it's, Pay dividends. Yeah. We, we had another record, right? Like we're, we're doing better than we've ever had. We're basically at capacity within, you know, the next probably five clients. We can't really take any more people unless somebody leaves. So, and I don't think that would be the case if we stayed with our old model. And what gyms do is they get either in love with their old model. Mm-hmm. They, they're blinded by their own kind of like limitations or they're just not willing to start from scratch. You know where a lot of that came from? And it was one of the first things that he taught us or, he, you know, he shared was, yes, assemble the team of people that are smarter than you yep. and get the hell out of the way. 
Yep. And that was the thing. And I think that's where most gym owners or business owners in general struggle yep. is right. They'll put, they'll assemble the group around them, but it's the, I know best mentality. And it's so a lot of those great ideas die in the vine. <clears throat> they don't get the option of coming to fruition because you know, the owner's like, wow, but that's not how we do it around here. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the way it needs to be done around here. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's part of the collective, you know. Yeah, he, just he, being open and, and willing to accept change. Yeah. Um, you know, your clients hate change. So, uh, you know, change is hard for anybody. Anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, new pricing, new class schedule, new equipment. Everybody's got something to say about it. But he's just, he was just an open, you know, open-minded and, and, I can't, I can't say thank you enough to Jeff for sitting there and giving his all. Like he was beat up. He's like, (laughs) you know, so the pro, the pro bowl was in town in Orlando the, that weekend. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've got a good friend that's uh, just having to be coaching the NFC team or whatever. You guys know Ray Lewis. Yeah. Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning. (laughs) Never heard of him. He was supposed to go to dinner with them that night. And he just, you know, he was wiped out and he couldn't make it because he was just so tired from, you know, the guy didn't, he stood up there and talked and he didn't eat nothing. He didn't Mm -hmm. want anything. He wanted, yeah. He he was dialed in. So, uh, but he also, but he also knew that he was coming back the next day. Yep. And he, you know, he'd mentioned that to us in the past. Yeah. He goes, if I went out and I did all that, I wouldn't have been able to give you guys what you deserved Mm -hmm. day two. Talk about servant. Like he literally passed up for most of us. It'd be like a once in a lifetime opportunity to go hang with those boys, have dinner during the Pro Bowl in Orlando. They're all together. And he knew that he had a job to do the next day and that was precedence. And let's take this one easy. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Yeah, another another really cool thing, the concept of uh, resident frequency. Resident frequency. He, he told a story, and, I, and I'm like, I'm going to botch it a little bit, but let, he bought this, uh, Ferrari. this Ferrari, this race car version of the Ferrari. He turns it into race mode, and he's, he's going to test it. He's going to go down to... In Atlanta, five in the morning. There's no cars on the road. He's gonna give it a little, uh, little ripper. Little love, little love, little, little love, <laughs> little love tap on the gas. And so, you know, he's at 80, 90, 100. It's things loud as hell. He's like rattling. Everything's kind of getting louder. 110, 120. It's just you know screaming down the freeway. And he gets to 130 and just silence. Yep. And it's just like humming. You know, it's just a nice clean sound. He's ripping. Gets to 140. The sound comes back 50, 60, 70. 
and he gets to 175 ish, 180. He stops because somebody had just like didn't see him. He could have died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody had just pulled right in front of him because he was just going so fast. Nobody's nobody sees it. Eye. Oh yeah. And he's like, okay, what is this resident? What, no, he's like, what? Why did that thing go silent on him? He, he, so he, called he, Ferrari, so he yeah. calls Ferrari. He's like, why? Why would this happen? And they're like, oh, they start chuckling and they're like, listen, that's what we designed the car to go. So at one thirty, everything's in tune, everything's like in synchronization, and everything's perfect. And so, the way he related that to his story was like, in my life, uh, what are the what are the gauges of my life that would then, if they were all in tune and in balance, my, I would be in resonance frequency. And so it was like finances and relationships and health and you know mental state and all these things. And he just kind of created this little mini dashboard of like, hey, you know, my my family, my family relationships. If I'm slacking on that, that gets into the red. I need to go put some time over there. Mm -hmm. Finances, you know, if if you know. If, the vehicle breaks or something and you don't have enough money, you need to go figure out how to get that money back up. And so like at the end of the day, what are the gauges of your life that need to be in tune to be in resident frequency uh, that everything is, is in perfect synchronization. Yep. And it just kind of made everybody look inward like, okay, yeah, I've been working so hard at this gym, you know, I've let my own fitness go. Yep. And this is so common. This is common for any business owner. Um, even, I, even in the fitness space where well, it's, I equate it to juggling all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it, each one of those gauges is like a ball in the air. Yep. And, and look, you can only give so much time. And we had a, we had a great show on this on um, work-life balance. Yep. Like there is no yeah. balance. It's just work, right? It's life. I'm sorry. It's just life. And, you know, he was very um, cognizant of all the gauges and making sure everything was in alignment. I mean, the guy's living the perfect life. He's, he's fine. Now. Like he's in the second half of his life and he just wants to give back. And you could tell this human being is very happy. His definition of success was when you no longer need or want. Like you have the ability to just be, live. Be, be yeah. 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 So, you know, like, listen, guys, was this, uh, was this a fitness industry expert? Absolutely not. In fact, he probably hasn't seen the inside of a gym in a long time. You know, I mean, just a, just a regular human, just like, like uh, the 85% of Americans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but every lesson was relatable. Every lesson that he did, it's like business is business. We, and, and somebody just told me the other day, hey, I've been, I decided to tune into your show and I'm in real estate. And yeah. all those lessons are really can carry over into real estate too. Like I, I'm, I'm a new fan or whatever. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's going to be, um, anyways, the, the stories that he told and all the lessons and the 10 things, it's all, it's all congruent. Absolutely. I mean, my favorite takeaway I think was one, how, he made his employees missions, his mission, yep. right? Like, so <clears throat> he used the example, like a, in the office, everybody outside their door had a picture of what their goal was from, from that position, from that opportunity. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, each person had a different thing and one person wanted to buy a house for his mom. And he used a story about how that became, you know, almost his personal mission to make that happen. <clears throat> but then he got into, and it might be like the only real tactical breakdown of a thing that he, he really even shared everything. Else. I mean, it was still story based and how he got into it, but, um, and it was where goal setting, you know, and we've talked about this in the past. It's a big, you know, I mean, hell it goes back to when we were a marketing agency even, but you know, tactics, strategies, you know, he broke it down your goal. Then underneath your goal, you've got your strategies that can help that are the main, you know, kind of overlaying umbrella to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. Then within that, you've got the tactics that 
support the strategies. And then you've got the skills below the tactics that support the tactics. And it's a really clear, logical way of looking at that and, and kind of reverse engineering how to get to your goals. Right, right. And it, for, I mean, that'll, hell, that resonated so well, that'll be with me for forever, right? Um, but it ultimately, once those things are implemented, you know, review them every six months, every couple months, make sure everything is still in alignment. But the ultimate path is let's go make these goals happen. Here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. And so I think uh, like the intent around it, like he was so very the, intentional. What, what he was talking about was his friend that owned 1-800-Flowers. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, this is yeah. the story. This is called a link, <clears throat> linkage map. That's what he called it. He goes, I, he was like, I created these names cause they didn't exist. And mm -hmm. so like he, what, it, what it was, was a linkage map. And so like the story he told us and everybody went home and did, did it. Same, yep. Was what's, what's the number one goal of the facility? Or, or your business. And for, for the guy who just happened to own one flower shop when he first started and he becomes the world's biggest seller of flowers, his best friend, whatever his yeah. name was, Jojo. <laughs> oh, you guys heard of 1-800-Flowers? Yeah, that, that's who I'm talking about. Yep. They put up, sell more flowers. Okay, and everybody in the, in the entire company, and this was a culture <clears throat> thing. Oh, yeah. And that was the... the they yeah. had the right and the obligation if they were given a task or if they were asked the same question, they have to relate it on how you're going to sell more flowers by doing this one thing. How does that sell more flowers? And so the story was, Hey, let me, let's take you down into the, uh, you know, mechanic shop, the mechanic, the garage. Yeah. And there was a guy changing all the, uh, the, the fuel filters out. And he's like, let me just ask him, Hey Armando, what, what, what is, what is the reason and how is this going to sell more flowers by you changing all these oil filter or fuel filters? And in the, the answer was by me doing this, we're going to save about $8 per, per tank of gas. And what we can do with that $8, we can do, do an $8 off coupon and we can give these out to our customers. And by doing that, it's going to sell more flowers. And it, to the point where like Armando was printing the coupons to bring to the team to go like, Hey, yeah. this is what we're going to be doing. And so you know? the takeaway for me was that like everybody is all, knows the mission. They are a hundred percent in alignment and th it's very goal driven. And the other thing was if I, if I were to, well, I'm saying I'm the CEO, but like if the CEO was going to ask one of the employees to do something, that employee has a right to say, Hey, how is this going to sell more flowers? And it's, the CEO's responsibility to be able to explain that. Yeah. And, and if it comes down to like, actually this isn't, we don't do it. Probably not a task that we need to be doing. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was, and that's, and that's how it was done. Yeah. It, it was. And so like for, um, for Jeff Hoffman's price line was sell more plane tickets. Mm -hmm. How do, how is this going to sell more plane tickets? Because they started with plane tickets or, or airline, I should say airline tickets and then went into hotels. hotels. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning it was all about, focusing on the college kid, trying to get a deal, how to get to Panama City for spring break. Yep. And now you can do it for $68 instead of $268. That was their mission. How do we get more college, you know, college kids? And then, and then instead of going to the parents and then the small business owners, which they did, they saw slippage and they went back to the original message and then they grew it after that. So just all, all great stuff, uh, you know, and one of the things, that I brought, you know, in my head, I didn't ask this question, but that he was saying like, one, focus on one thing, one thing only. And if that's semi-private training, that's semi-private training, Absolutely. but don't also do one-on-one -on -one training and then large group training and then nutrition training, you know, all these things on top of it until you're the greatest, you know, world-class in this. 
gold yeah. medal product in this. <clears throat> and so that's us here at Legacy Personal Training. We don't even freaking sell supplements. I mean, we have <laughs> yeah. them. We have them if they, people want them. But, like, it might be a fraction of 1% of total revenue. We do over a million dollars in recurring revenue on semi-private training. One that's, line that, that's it. And uh, to be honest with you, that's where we saw our growth when we got rid of everything else and just said, this is our thing. And we, we want to make it the best, right? So that's why we have our systems and the way we built the gym and the way we schedule and the way that we, you know, our systems are in, in our programming is all there. It's to be the best at that. And, it, and, it's, and it's worked. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. And I think that, he, that that parlays into how we coach our, you know, what we focus on with our iron circle. It focus, it's it part of our coaching program. I mean, <clears throat> if you look at how we coach, sure, we talk about marketing and sales and automation and your ascension model and all of these different things. But at the end of the day, the one KPI key performance indicator we focus on is the Delta. Yeah. And what that, what that equates to is how many memberships we're selling this month, how many we lost, you know what I mean? And keeping that front line, top of mind, front and center, where that's the focus, all the rest is kind of noise. It all has to support this. And if it doesn't support that. Yeah. One KPI. If yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's noise and it's distraction. Yeah, you can look at everything. You can look at show rates, and you can look mm-hmm. at cost per acquisition. You could look at return on ad spend. I mean, which are all important. All of it's important. But at the end of the day, did we grow recurring revenue or did we lose? Yep. And, and retention rates, membership numbers, you know, revenue per member, supplement sales, show rates. None of it, it all comes down to. The, the Delta, and guys, if you haven't heard of the Delta, go trackyourdelta.com. But that's a whole lesson on that one KPI. But if we just focus on that, you're going to win because it all boils into that same number. So, yeah, to your point, it's like we could talk about all of that stuff. But if we, it's singular focus. Yeah. Is, is this going to grow the Delta? Yeah, exactly. Is that by doing this thing that you're doing going to grow the Delta? In, 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 you could argue a lot of the things, like for example, by by buying an in-body, for example, is that going to grow the delta? Well, let's let's think this through. If we're claiming we get results for the client, if they buy our semi-private training or if they do our programming, they're going to get results. Well, the in-body is going to be able to give us a baseline and to prove our results. And so, if we say we're going to do something, we need to prove it. And we're going to show it using this in body because it's a state of the art piece of equipment. Um, therefore, people will get results. Therefore, they will stay longer, which will increase retention, which essentially is the delta. The delta. As long as, <clears throat> excuse me, as long as it's used in 
Yep. You know what I mean? Because there are, there are facilities that bring those types of things in. You get on it in the onboarding and it's, you know, the data's dead. That's the last yep. time it's ever used or ever brought back up into the mission. We, and we've used that as an example before, right? If you're going to do it, it has to work its way into your programming. It has to work its, your way into the conversation with your client. You have to have the check-ins because that's the, that is the proof that they're looking for that you're now providing. And that at the end of the day is going to increase re uh, retention, right? Or the person coming in that might help with the sale when you go, hey, we have data. We're tracking our data on your results. Okay, now I've got a little bit more buy-in that yep. they're different than the gym down the street. They make the sale because of the that. Sale, yep. Right? And at the end of the day, all of that goes back to increasing that delta. Correct. And so I guess, I guess that would be the question we would ask any of our inner circle members or any of our coaching clients when they're saying they're doing something, they'll have to explain how that affects the Delta and grows the Delta. I mean, taking the 1-800 flowers story and bringing it right into what we're doing every day. So yeah, it's wild. I think the, the giant probably overarch like me personally, the takeaway for me is, you know what? There's a lot of smart people out there that we don't even know exist. And, oh, yeah. and, and I want them in our group and I want them to teach us because I don't think I would ever have thought that the founder billionaire of Priceline.com that one, we could afford the guy and two, that he would spend nine freaking hours talking to our iron circle mastermind about business and all the re all the things he learned. I and be transparent about the first, that's like the first time he's ever done that type of of, I, don't, I don't think I, he'll do it know, again. <laughs> I honestly don't. With, with probably with some different structure, right? You know what I mean? I don't know if he'd go that long and do it over two days and do do it the way he, he agreed to, simply because he he did. He worked his ass off for us. He and, probably hasn't worked that hard. Because, <laughs> like, he'll, he just flew in from Dubai, uh, from Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia where yeah. he did a, a talk for 20,000 people. He was on the stage for 90 minutes, and he was out of there. Yeah. that That's a different story but he said he enjoyed this better mm -hmm. he's like i enjoy being able to look you guys in the face and talk about your questions and, and problems so i don't know i can't say enough about jeff um like i said i don't think he'll do it again because he had never done it and we beat him up i mean not not intentionally <laughs> yeah. but it was like we took advantage of his time because what else, what other opportunity you're gonna have like this so Outside of the uh, outside of Jeff, what else? What else from the weekend was your big? Oh takeaways? golly! I mean, I had some big. I, I mean, we have a business deal uh, in the works. I've got. Um, we had hot seats. We did uh, the needle movers, which is what my favorite thing that I do. Yeah. You know, because we're taking the collective best tactic strategies moves that you made in your business, and we're going to bring that to the audience, right? Or bring that the power to the, of the mastermind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that stuff's all great. Uh, the camaraderie at the bowling tournament, like you got still don't want to talk about it. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was a long fought battle, but yeah. like you, you got second, but it was good. I mean, it was, uh, by the way, I gotta go cut those checks. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting paid guys. Oh, yeah. You're getting paid. So uh, the camaraderie, yeah. the, the, the side conversations and the, the cigars outside and the cocktails when, when, you know, cause we, we get the work done first. Like that's, yes, that's always 100%. like top of mind for me. I want to make sure that we get the value. Then once, you know, you can only, you're, you're sponging up enough stuff, right? Like, and that's another thing in both sponging. Yeah, there like, you go. Uh, but, but you're burnout and we need to relax. And so we have our chef there and, and, you know, we make great food and it's not like junk. It's all like proteins and, you know, oh, obviously surf and turf, baby. Yeah. We'll make sure everybody's fed. And anyways, um, 
just the regular stuff. I don't think there was a breakthrough that like I'm going to go implement other than the stuff that Jeff kind of gave us. But like, I think we solved a lot of problems for other guys and uh, girls yeah, in yeah, their gyms. The um, sure. uh, we're getting more efficient, uh, you know, with our video team and, and having that second person there. That was kind of like internal stuff. Um, we got tons of testimonials and all that stuff. So, so, that, you know, I, I, everybody, every single person said this was the best one they've been to. And the other people who, who have been in other masterminds and they like they, they came to me and they're like, dude, I don't know how you keep doing this. And they said that the last three times. Like, how do you keep making these better and better and better? And that's my focus. I mean, all things considered, like that's my number one priority in profit is yeah. the Iron Circle. So yeah. constantly trying to level it up. Um, we're constantly looking for the best and badasses in the industry. And outside the industry, come speak to us. So like that that's all, I mean... I'm just, I'm pleased. Hell yeah. Satisfied. Yeah. Ex excellent weekend. I mean, obviously the, you know, the late night conversations and things like that is where I think we drive down some of those, those, um, action items and things like that for me coming out of it and, and having everybody still, I mean, we're, we, you know, week. a weekend, you know, from, from when we, we heard from Jeff initially and today's conversation first thing this morning, uh, the coolest thing for me is like, like Abu, one of our clients, right? The last conversation I had with him before he was headed, headed out was, okay, I realized, you know, 20 something years in the industry, 26, 26, I'm still writing my appointments on paper, still scheduling on paper. <clears throat> and he realized and recognized from that room, the conversations that there's a better way. And <clears throat> one of our other members, Josh, said, Hey, I'm going to hold you accountable to it. And here we are one week later and he's at the point where he's making a decision on one of three yep. today, one week later, that's a conversation that could typically get, you know, kick the can. You could be in, you could be he's in the same. I, I've talked to him on day one about that. He's kicked the can. <laughs> yeah. He's just comfortable in doing it that way yeah. until, yeah. until this weekend. So. Yeah. Pain and pleasure. Right. And yeah. so he, he realized like there is a much, much greater way I need to get out of my way and allow yeah. the system to do the work. But uh, to, to come away from an event, like it's one thing to gather all that information and have the conversation. It's another to go make the changes you agreed have to happen because of the information you, that you learned. And to see that t transpiring within a, the first week already, to mm -hmm. me, I mean, that the, it's going to lead to, you know, a waterfall of wins. Yep, yep. So anyways, we just wanted to kind of pull the curtain back and share that with you guys. Oh, and one last thing, we brought in a, a lender. And so a lender, one of our friends uh, that we met at another industry event, um, came in and spoke to us about funding for projects and small businesses. And there's, uh, I think, a handful of people have already got some yeah. money coming to them yeah. to do projects. So um, capital, capital partners, et cetera. So anyways... Hopefully this just kind of gives you a little sneak peek in what we do at the Iron Circle, how we're different, how we, we keep raising the bar in this industry. And guys, if you're interested in, in, in joining us for the next event, um, we have something happening in May. We, of course, have our growth summit happening in September. We've got our next experience happening in early October. Lots going on, and it's our mission to, to grow the Iron Circle and add more and more value, which is going to be even harder on <laughs> me. So I'm up for the challenge. Anyways, hopefully that helps you guys. Until next episode, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right, and thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, 
We're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.